All right. Welcome to another episode of Another Take. It's Thursday. And as I always say, that means we get to speak to somebody who is doing something different and dynamic on the planet, maybe without really even recognizing how dynamic that thing is and the way that that person bees in the world. And so for this particular conversation with our guest, Cami Esser, mm-hmm. um, I saw, it, it's so funny because it, it works this way so often. I see one thing that somebody says and I just get the ping, I wanna have a conversation with that person. And this is what happened with you. And so the topic today, Um, could be surprising for people because as I always say too, with another take, it really is exploring, like nothing truly is off the table. And so the more for me, at least open that I am to exploring conversations and having conversations that are different about topics and things that Um, maybe I actually have some points of views about or thought I did because I don't really know that much about about this particular topic. Um, It's like, what can we create on the planet by just being open and willing to learn? And what if a lot of the things that we've decided are bad or not good or whatever could actually have this silver lining of deliciousness and possibility and creation, which AI just might. It just might. Thank you, Michelle. I'm so excited to talk to you today because I'm super passionate about this topic. And it's because I feel like I've been called on deck. After all of my experiences, all of my background in tech and uh, spirituality studies and and everything, um, it feels like right now we need to step up. The people that have the background that are actually using the tools, we need to step up. We need to educate people. We need to explain how these tools actually work um, to the best of our ability and teach people to use them for good. Because in the wrong hands, oh, Right now is a scary time. It really is. I want to acknowledge that because uh, these tools are coming in hard and fast. There are billions of dollars being invested in these tools. They will absolutely disrupt. They already have disrupted. They will continue to disrupt. We owe it to ourselves to really take a look at the stuff, learn how to use them, apply our humanity and use them to be more of who we are and to celebrate humanity and to celebrate diversity and um, all of these people who maybe have um, been at a disadvantage in the past. Now with these tools in their hands, they're really coming alive. Um, And I'm seeing so many potential positive use cases for these tools. Uh, And that is where my focus is. I am not putting my head in the sand. I am definitely not a Pollyanna. I am very aware of the dangers um, and more aware every day of both the, the dangers and the possibilities and being in that state of curiosity and questioning and what if, well, what if this, what if this, what if this, and if you talk to it properly, it just opens up creativity like nothing I've ever seen. Wow. Well, because really when you look at it as as we move as we've moved through history and new technologies have come out, you know, the way that we and I always say the way that we grow our food or um the our healthcare system, like all of these systems, there's always it seems like that that place where things can be used in ways that may not really be the best for our bodies and for our, for our livelihoods, for our mental health and all the things. So can you talk about, you sent me a video to watch because when I reached out to you, I was like, can you give me something to grab onto? Cause I, <laughs> cause I really don't even know 
where to start. And you sent me a video about a gentleman who is super dynamic and creative. He's got, and I don't, I don't care for the word disability, but that's sort of the word that we use in our, in our, in this reality. He's got some disabilities um, with, with language and speaking and, and motion and all of the things, but he's able to function um, successfully in, in the world. And he's just recently discovered how AI can exponentialize that. Can you speak to this? And is yeah. this what you, what you're talking about? Is this part of what you're talking about when you, okay. Yeah. It is. Um, so that video was actually shared by, um, somebody I'm, I'm going to call a mentor, um, so there is a gentleman over in Denver by the name of Kyle Shannon, and he runs this group called the AI Salon, where they meet every other week. Um, they also have a Discord channel, and he started several months ago um, a TikTok channel. And so he goes live every single night. This I like I don't know how he does it every single night educating people on AI. He has an acting background. He's written screenplays, but he's also neurospicy. So he has found that these tools have just unlocked massive creativity in him. And he feels like he has come alive. So he has sort of facilitated, facilitated gathering all these people together. So this this group with the AI salon, they're the ones that actually turned me on to this video where they're sharing information um, and putting it together and helping to oh uh, spread the word um, for good news stories. Um, and Anton is one of them. So Anton is in the Ukraine, and that's this video that I shared with you. He has cerebral palsy. Um, and so he does have limited mobility and uh, and speech. And he has learned programming. So it's it's his joy. He absolutely loves it. And with the help of these AI tools now, he is able to use some of the uh, predictive assistance um, and also in sharing some of his lines of code, um, the tools are able to offer additional insight so that he is improving his code. And now he teaches programming. So here's this gentleman with limited mobility who you may look at and, you know, how can you be a contributing member of society and actually feel some fulfillment? And he has found absolute fulfillment and joy in sharing his programming abilities and teaching program programming to others. And I just think that what a brilliant example of how these tools can be used for good. Yeah, because when I was watching the video, um, what you just alluded to was it sounds like the AI it's like the AI takes what he knows and is doing and like exponentializes it in a different way. Like, what about this? What about this? What about this kind of thing? And then he sees that and he's like, oh, that. And he and and so it becomes this organic, actually, it seems like kind of way of of uh, taking his programming to another level. It's because these tools are able to take all of these, these data sets and calculate patterns mm. so fast, way faster than the human brain can. So they're excellent for ideation and assistance, not good for autonomy. You, they, they, they don't have the, uh, the reasoning and the heart and the humanity <laughs> to make decisions on their own. Mm. Uh, and in, if we understood kind of the way that they work. So within this, one of these groups that I'm working with within the AI salon, there's actually a, a data scientist from, um, from Google who is in that group and educating us on, how it actually works under the covers. And 
I've been trying to come up with like different analogies to to share with people um, because even some of them that I shared that I thought were pretty good analogies, he's he's like, no, it's even more than that. Um, so I had analogies of okay, so you you build a sandcastle, right? Or you have the sandcastle built, and your data points are like a couple little grains of sand in this massive sandcastle. Can you identify your grains of sand? Wow. No. You can't <laughs> or like I'm going to I'm going to make a smoothie and I'm going to put all of these different um, ingredients in my smoothie. Well, um, my data points are maybe a couple of banana seeds in the smoothie. And can you identify your banana seeds? No, you're not going to be able to identify your banana seeds. He said he's like, no, it it's even more than that. It's like not even recognizable as banana seeds anymore. They say, you know, your banana seed is now this number <laughs> and it's in this, you know, million dimensional uh, ve vectorized um, container full of data and your data is not recognizable at all. It's been completely transformed into some other format and then they take it and they they come up with averages and potentials. And this is the, you know, most probable solution or most probable pattern based on what you're asking for. Um, so our bits of data are no longer even recognizable in their original format. I mean, it's I, I'm not even able to explain it that well, but I'm, I'm take this as a, is, is a wild approximation of how these tools work. So the fact that they're even able to come up with anything that makes any sense is completely mind blowing. Wow. I, I, I see the visual of it. It's like, it breaks it down, 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 breaks it down. Yes. Wow. That's wow. So what got you excited about AI. You mentioned at the beginning, you know, that you can see how it can help people. And so what, what do you know about this? Well, with my tech background, I, I had seen, I have seen for a couple of decades, people using AI um, and working on AI, but it was always the scientists and the mathematicians, the engineers, right? They were the only ones that really had any access to it or really understood anything about it. So now with the release of ChatGPT, um, it is now in the hands of creatives. So, so can now, you, can you before, I just want to interrupt. Can you say a little bit more about ChatGPT? Yes. Okay, Chat like what GBT. is that? Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it is uh, a generative AI tool that was released by a company called OpenAI. So to give a little bit of history on it, um, Google created this transformer, which is something that transforms the data into something new back in 2017. But because it um, would totally disrupt their whole business model, they shelved it. Well, OpenAI had these tools and they said, you know what? We're going to release it. We're going to release it to the public for use. Um, and so they did. So GPT means generative pre-trained transformer. Generative, meaning it generates based off of pre-trained data. In this case, all of the data of the internet. And I'll explain a little bit more about that. Transformer, meaning it takes it and transforms it into something brand new. Um, so when I say that it's pre-trained on all of the public data from the internet, there is some question, a lot of question right now on, you know, did that include some copyrighted data? Yeah, it probably did. But here's the deal. They take all of that and it is exorbitantly expensive to do the training where they take all of this data and they convert it into like we were talking about, a form that is like not even recognizable, um, where um, it is vectorized and, and placed in, into like mathematical formulas 
Um, so it's really, really expensive to do that training. So there's only like a handful of companies that are releasing these tools. But that was on, I want to say, November 30th of last year. That's when they released it. And the internet, the World Wide Web, when it became popular, it took like six years to get to 100 million users. GPT took six weeks to wow. get to 100 million users. So everybody took off and just went boom. And then all of these other companies were uh, rushing to get their own version of it out, right? I wouldn't have been, it was all exciting and and it was it was a lot of fun, but the turning point was when Meta released their large language model into the open source so that individuals could then take it and use it as their own. That's where it turned. So no longer was it under the control of these major companies that were putting guardrails on it and oversight and have this major focus of super alignment, making sure that these tools do not get in the wrong hands and don't get misused. Now it's out in the open source. There's no pulling it back. That's why I feel like I've been like called on deck to, to, advocate for the ethical usage of AI and finding positive use cases to counterbalance. Mm. Wow. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, not like the black market, but <laughs> I mean, and there's a lot, there's a lot of very intelligent people who, I mean, there's a lot of intelligent people out there, meaning brain intelligent, tech intelligent, people who have been waiting for this, I'm sure, to show up in a way that they could um, use it. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. so, um, so talk more about, can you give maybe like, three or four or five examples of ways in which, like specific ways in which you see artificial intelligence being used as a benefit for mankind, for people, for whatever. Okay. I see um, custom tutors for kids to gamify learning, to make it fun and customizing it so that they are actually engaged. Mm. I also see the possibility in, in education of moving from um, rote memorization and um, boring facts and tasks and, 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 um, Oh, these things that that we do that are like so repetitive, right? Of moving into things where we can actually like create and be encouraged to open up and learn critical thinking skills. Because mm -hmm. the critical thinking skills absolutely have to be applied to these tools. We need people with the expertise who have the background, who can look at the output of these tools and say, no, 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 that's that's not right. Um, to to correct and and edit, you you cannot just take the output and take it as gospel. Um, I see it being used for um, teaching assistants. Again, I, I have a, a real focus on on the youth, and I'm a real concern, right, with the way that technology and this world are moving. Um, also, with the level of neurodiversity, especially especially in our children. I think we're up to like 40% of our kids are neurodiverse in some way. That number may be growing. Um, there has been such a burden on education and especially special, special education and um, support for these kids and these families who simply think differently. And with these tools, they're able to come alive and contribute and find their gifts. And so I see massive potential there. I see massive potential with other people who may be considered uh, disadvantaged or dis disabled in some way um, that these tools can help augment 
the abilities that they already have and allow them to really have a sense of fulfillment in this world. There's so many possibilities, even with um, like eye movement where they can track so that these people can now, you know, communicate more easily, maybe move more easily. I don't want to go into robot robotics because that's just like not even where my mind is right now. Um, I am seeing a potential ease in just about every single profession where there are um, oh, soul-crushing repetitive tasks that, that we don't like to do, where these tools can assist us so that we can actually focus on what we need to focus on. I see assistance with, um, with medical and healthcare where we can um, have them assist and gather and help to not diagnose, but to help identify patterns to help our medical professionals come to more rapid diagnoses, more discoveries, more like, um, like amazing cures, not just treatment, but cures for diseases. Um, and, and it's it's not a replacement at all for the professionals. We need the professionals. We need their expertise. It sounds like what you're saying, which is shocking the shit out of me, um, is that in some ways, the AI technology can, when you said the word customization, it 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 can um, invite us to like you get out of the uh, God, I just my brain is like not, but get out of the the one way path of doing things in all of these areas that you're talking about and show us uh, it's like it's like for for kids how school is one, you're taught one way. This is the this is the way we do it. This is the way we do the thing. But kids learn differently. People learn differently. People do their jobs differently, even if they're doing the same thing. Like we're yes. not all supposed to be in a factory just. Mm -mm. And if you're listening on, you know, it'd be if you're listening to this, it this could be a good one to watch the videos too, because Cam Cammy's got a lot of yummy hand motions and things. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, but it sounds like it, it's opening the door to get out of that black and white one way of doing things. And with the medical uh, doctors, like blowing their brains open in a way that can enliven their career paths to begin to see a much broader picture of things. I wish I could remember names and details. I know there's an article out there. There may even be videos on it. You just reminded me of this. There was a, a kid who had been suffering these um, symptoms for like six years or something like that. And he, he went and was able to find a diagnosis somehow with GPT shared it with his doctors and sure enough, that's what it was. And now he's done a complete turnaround and is, is returning to health. Wow. That's just one example. There are so many possibilities like that. And of course there are fears and resistances. Like it's going to replace, it's going to replace me. That's another reason that I feel so strongly about it. If we learn to use these tools, we're going to be more together right? We're, we're not, there's not going to be a tool replacing you, but if you know how to use these tools, you, you're, you're less likely to get replaced. Just saying. <laughs> so how do people learn to use tool, these tools? Like, where does that even start? <laughs> it's free. <laughs> I mean, there's paid subscriptions, but right now at least, there are so many free options and my, mm, I'm going to say my three, four, five favorites. <laughs> there's some, there's, there's some major players. There probably will be at least a few more by the end of the year. Um, but 
my very favorite right now, just because I'm I'm the most intimately familiar with it and use it every single day, um, is Chat GPT, and it's um, chat.openai.com. You go, and you just start having you just start typing, right? So many other ways of approaching it. So many other ways. Bard.google.com is Google's version of it. It can search the web. So that is, uh, that's a good alternative. It's just, the results are, are a little quirky with each, with each of the models. They all have their, uh, their perks, right? Like, so for writing, ChatGPT is like amazing. For, um, how do I like to use Bard? I'm not sure how I like to use Bard. Bard is just good for, for sort of general exploration. Um, I, I have not found that to be one of my favorites, just saying. However, changes are coming. Claude is fantastic. Claude.ai has a, a massive token allowance. And when I say that, it's it's a it's a word. A a single token is like three quarters of a word. So chat GPT has a limitation. So there's a limitation of how much data you can give it to work with, right? Claude, which was actually started by some ex-OpenAI employees, has way bigger uh, token allowance. So you can feed it whole like zip files, PDFs, all kinds of data. It is fantastic for taking legal documents and putting in and saying, tell me what this means. I, I have no idea what this means. Can you tell, what, tell me what this means? So um, wow. I... Pi.ai is, is a conversational model that is super empathic or comes across as super empathic. It is a fantastic use case, I think, for elderly or people who are lonely. Just go to go to Pi, download it on your phone, and you can talk to it. Just start having a conversation and it'll keep you entertained for hours. Um, so I'm thinking of use, you know, something like that could be used for the elderly to help to alleviate feelings of loneliness. Um, they are making major, major advancements to help because we know that there is a mental health pandemic in the world. Um, and some of these tools helping people to come to some realizations and I'm not going to say they replace therapists, but can they sort of bridge the gap until somebody can actually get in to see a therapist? Yeah, because wow. not everybody can afford a therapist and everybody's backed up, right? Yeah, so wow. So many possibilities. So, there, okay, so there's my favorite tools are ChatGPT, Claude.ai would be number two. Pi would be number three for me and Bard would be number four. I'm not going to recommend Bing right now because there's too many guardrails on it. And it's just, they, oh, come on, Microsoft. You can do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm rooting for you. Okay. Um, yes. Okay. So with all of that now, where do you see and do you see AI in the natural world with like nature or animals or cause, okay. It, it's like, <laughs> it wants to, it wants to emulate it. <clears throat> it can't. We need to use the AI tools to help get our jobs done faster so that we can go enjoy nature mm, straight up. Cool. We, absolutely have to find that balance so that we are not in this this drudgery this survival right so that we can't take a breath and enjoy the sunset sunshine and enjoy nature ai can't replicate nature it cool. it can't as much I'm, as i'm it glad to hear to. that yeah it, it can't i'm sorry i feel really really strongly about that i am absolutely an advocate for balance yeah. Like you step away, step away from the machine, get some fresh air and go out and then take some time for nature because I, there isn't a replacement for it. There just yeah. isn't. And, and 
as humans, we need that. We also need real connection, not fake connection. Yeah. I understand there's a lot of broken humans out there. Um, we've all been hurt in some way. Right. I, I also see the possibility of, um, of these tools teaching some level of empathy, if that's possible and learn in, in improving compassion and understanding for other people. Some of the feedback that I've been getting just in my explorations with the tools have, have been like, okay, all right, that's a consideration. Like you'd be hard pressed to get it to, to swear and, and do anything unethical. It's trained not to. Mm, Interesting. Okay. So so with there's there's so many different things here. I know. And I love that you keep using the term or the word maybe in different ways, but talking about AI as a bridge in a lot of ways. Yes. Really, I think that's at least for me, that's a really important point to note that it's a bridge. So it's not a replacement. It's an addition to like human connection and the outside world and all of the things that are so miraculous on their own, um, not requiring AI. So do you think that um, part of the AI movement, I just, wow, I I find it to be so interesting because we have set ourselves up in in this world, in these systems to, like you said, spend so much time just trying to survive that we don't get to get outside or we work our asses off, you know, nine to five or 12 to whatever it is, 40 hours a week or 60 hours a week. And we have this, this really weird, from my point of view, way of being on this planet without without like there are so many people who don't get to enjoy freaking why we're here on this planet which is i mean the earth and the fun things that we've created if you like to go to the movies or amusement like whatever it is so do you think that um the ai comes at this interesting time where it does feel like we're being so squeezed with inflation and work schedules and healthcare and and just all of the things that are not easy um i have to trust that that is where it's headed and based on what i'm seeing i don't know how we could avoid seeing eventually very positive financial changes. And it's almost, um, almost unavoidable that we head towards some level of universal basic income and, and that sort of thing. So that, that opens a whole other can of worms. Um, I, that my goal is really to see people use it in a way that they're able to achieve more, more balance in their lives, more joy. So how do you, when you hear the, the darker side, and I'm not even going to go into like the super dark (laughs) things. Um, like when you hear about even I, I was, I read, um, just a brief article or post or something somewhere about writing and how, uh, people, AIs will be like writing the books or, and people will put their names to it. Can you talk about things like that? Or I mean, (laughs) is that silly? (laughs) No, it's not. It's not silly. It's happening. And that's, that's all just a a reflection of, of humanity and who owns what, and, and that whole mentality of owning and one-upping and hierarchy and, and, and all of that. And that is inevitable because we're human. Mm-hmm. So until we learn to get along and play nicely together, um, we are going to have this stuff. And uh, the lawyers will be having a heyday for the next force, you know, for the foreseeable future, um, discussing and, and dealing with and hashing out all of this stuff and all of the, the copyright issues. And, you know, somebody just printing a book out that, well, I created it because I prompted it. Well, you know, 
that's arguable. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's yeah. arguable. Um, can you? Yeah, right now you can. Um, so it's it's going to result in massive changes across the board. Um, it also levels the playing field so that all of these specialists and everything uh, that that have worked years and years and years to reach their their level of expertise. Now, folks who are coming in almost entry level are able to be like, now I'm right here. Mm. Right? So now the whole 10,000 hour mastery thing is reduced to less than a thousand. Wow. Maybe. It- yeah, is maybe it, Is it kind of like you're getting the cliff notes? Yes. <laughs> is that the way to say it? Yep. 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 Wow, I never thought of it that way. Another thing that I'd love to ask you and see what your take is. Um, I heard somebody talking about how people have assumed that the A, and you've kind of alluded to this already, that the AI is going to take away a lot of um, lower paying jobs, but really a lot of the the, um, higher paying, like the career jobs are where AI is is actually going. I think people think about like, you know, at Target, you know, the automatic checkouts, so we're not going to need the checkout people anymore. Maybe there's, you know, things like that, as opposed to the high paying career jobs that people spend a fuck ton of money to go to college for, which is a whole nother topic. Or, or spend their whole lives um, creating a, a career out of the, you know, the high tech white collar jobs. Yes. Are the target. Yes. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of jobs have been lost in the tech industry. It is, it's dog eat dog in the, in the tech. It always has been, but even more so now. And that's why I'm one reason why I'm, I'm changing my focus and deciding like, how, how, how am I going to move forward? Because this, the, the, advent of the internet or or the shall i say the uh making public of the internet and the um the boom of laptops smartphones whatever so i started in the tech industry back in the mid 90s um and so this is when things were just happening we were starting to move from you know a big big computers to smaller computers to personal computers to laptops. I made a whole career of it, right? I, I started out in desktop support and moved my way up into program management and um, de- delivery management and leadership. And um, I loved the tech industry. I still love the tech industry. And I'm, I'm grateful for the advent of these tools that I have sort of rekindled my love affair with technology because I just come alive with it. But all of these, these things, what I'm getting to is that when the laptops and stuff came out, people, people were like, you know, I remember Bill Gates saying, I see a day when everybody has a personal computer, you know, people laughed about it. That'll never happen. (laughs) look at where we and it's gonna ruin the world we're gonna lose all these jobs whole entire new fields and careers were created Mm. from these things right Mm -hmm. the same thing is going to happen with these ai tools there's going to be whole new careers invented and whole new lives things that we can't even imagine and that's the that's part of the scary part we know that what we have known, change can be scary, and we're headed in toward massive, very, very rapid change. That's another reason why I'm feeling so strongly about speaking about it, because um, I'm really not one to speak publicly, um, but I feel called to do so because we are in a massive, a time of massive change. Mm. And we need support. We need support as humans. It's scary. 
Yeah. 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 I I understand why you're feeling the way you're feeling. I, I agree. It is scary. And come on, we can do this together. Mm -hmm. We can make this place a better world. I, I, I have to be an optimist about it. I really do. So can you connect the dots for me? I'm the perfect person to be talking to who really is like dumb about all this, right? So um, can you connect the dots uh, for me about what what we were just talking about in terms of um, certain industries, certain careers, the white collar jobs sort of changing, shifting, going away, being replaced, however we want to say it. Like, can you, can you, are, are there certain, besides the tech industry, are there other industries that you're like, oh yeah, that and that and that <laughs> and part Education, two to this, healthcare. Educate. Yeah. Health. So, so completely revamped finance. It's all going to be completely revamped. Real estate. <laughs> Yep. Okay. So when you talk about getting on these uh, platforms that you mentioned, the four or five that you mentioned, your favorites and starting to play around in there, is that, is that, okay. Yeah. So it's, so do you see where I'm going with this? Like what can people in those industries do to educate themselves? Is it by getting on these platforms and just starting to play around to play? Start to Don't play. Don't have somebody do it for you. Start to play. Just get in and start asking questions. Could you help me with this? What about this? Well, what would happen if I start asking questions? Wow. It's not That's gonna, so crazy. Just ask wow. questions. Get curious. What if I did this? What if I did that? Oh, you know, hey, could you help me with this? Wow. You know, I I love, love writing custom prompt personas for people. So what that means is I kind of create custom assistance for people. Here's their field. Here's what they do. Here's what they need help with. Here's kind of their personality. And and here's kind of the personality that they would have fun bantering with, right? So I, I create these personas. So it's almost like you're talking to an assistant who has a personality that you enjoy, who has humor and whatever, and you have this sort of back and forth and you create together. Wow. And so I've been creating these custom persona assistants for people and having them play with them and just tell me what you experience. And uh, people are coming alive. They they are just having a ball. Wow. And, really explore. And then, and it's getting people to explore the tools, to have fun with them, to actually use them. Cause if it's fun, we're more likely to play. Right. Yes. Um, and then you can see where you bump up against maybe some limitations where you're like, Oh, uh, I'm absolutely needed here <laughs> because that answer is not right. Or, or, you know, you're not able to do anything without my input. Right. We, we need to do this together. I need, it's a tool. It's a tool. It's not a replacement. It's a tool. It's another tool to use. And if we learn how to use the tool, we can be more of who we are and get done things done faster and have bigger ideas, more innovation, and um, just have more fun exploring what, like what we already do, especially if we have a passion in our field. And, and this helps us to, to create and understand and and have different ideas and different pathways that we can take and get curious and be in that state of joy. I think about when I was a kid and with my cousins, we um down at down at the coast, we we would go through it's it's like junglish because it was it was in Oregon. Um and so these these really dense forests and we would go through with machetes and like make up these stories about our adventures of what we were doing and we were like making trails and stuff. 
I feel like I'm back in that frame of mind, that that state of, of play and exploration and curiosity and, oh, what if we did this? What if we did that? That is the state that I feel like I'm in when I'm playing with these tools. And so my favorite thing is sharing that with other people and having other people experience that also and being back in that state of childlike play and curiosity and exploration. That That's what it's opening up for so many people. And that is exciting to me because I know energetically what that does on the planet. Yeah, that I, this is, wow. You just made me come alive. I mean, it's, you know, it's, I, I could, I look at, you know, it's, you could think about people who are chefs and restaurant, like musicians or artists or builders or architects, or I mean, anything, anything. Um, gardeners, like just it, Wow, this is really cool, Cami. <laughs> it's a totally different way of engaging with all of the data, all of, you know, we we know that we can get on on Google and we can explore and ask questions, but we've been trained to knock our searches down to keywords, right? Yeah. This, this is not that. This is iterative. This is a conversation. You're going back and forth and you're asking questions, full questions. The more context you can add, the better. And that's what I'm talking about with these custom prompts. So imagine you have this like whole realm of data, right? It's from everything that everybody has contributed. So you've got information from some experts and you've also got a bunch of information of people's just opinions on stuff and just random BS, right? So if you don't give these tools context to narrow it down, it's going to give you random BS. But if you say, um, let's say you want to start a podcast, and you don't know where to start. You don't know how to market it. You don't know what platforms are available. You don't know how to write copy for it. You don't know any anything about it. Um, you would say, please act as an expert podcast manager that has experience, you know, for the past 10 years developing and um, directing podcasts and editing and um, marketing and whatever. Tell it what it's doing and and give it give it a persona say you have this background in these skills and list them out now let's have a conversation wow i would i would like for you to help me produce um 30 days of social media content what do you have to share with me wow i would like for you to help me to uh summarize the transcript um, or come up with a, a description for this podcast based on the transcript here. I'm going to give you the transcript. Please help me come up with a summary. Wow. And please it's come like up with a compelling title. There you my, go. And, and it's like, it's, it's, it is, it's like having your own personal assistant, like yes. you said, but that personal assistant is versed in everything. <laughs> Basically. Yes. Yes. It's it's like having wow. an assistant that knows absolutely everything, but you have to train it. You have to train them. Yes, because it's it's like it's a personal assistant, but it's geared towards you. Yes. Your individual unique you, the you that you are. Yes. If you give it like you said, no bullshit. No, you got to give it meat, like good, yummy food to yes. chew on and swallow and digest. And yeah. it needs to know what you want. Otherwise, it's just going to like throw whatever at you, which is just completely general. And it feels really dry and it, it feels and it's heavy. Dry-ish. Yeah. And if you tell it, you know, be a little sassy with me, you know, um, it'll absolutely do that. It'll, it'll call you queen or sugar or whatever you want it to do. And you'd like have, you know, it's hysterical. It is wow. so fun. Wow. Okay. So, um, another, another question is for kids, what's your take on that? Cause you know, 
screen time, screen time, screen time, screen time, screen time. Um, like, what's your take on it? I, I could see this being addicting for yes. people, another addiction. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just that it's not programmed to be addictive, like social media. I mean, mm. they, they, they will tell you straight out that they have they have set the algorithms to provide dopamine hits to get people addicted straight up that to social people, media. Yes. The people right. that have developed the social media, they, they have absolutely set it up that way in order to get people addicted. Um, so these tools aren't really designed in that way. They're designed to be helpers. Um, and so we, need to control how we use them and how our kids use them. Can they be helpful? They can, but kids need, what do they call that? Like heavy movement and, and, and body movement and, and like moving things around and moving their bodies and, and play, not just this, they need handwork. Um, like the, uh, the, the Waldorf education system teaches, um, a balance of all of this stuff, heart, hands, and mind all together. Right. So it's more holistic. We still need that kids desperately need that computers and AI are not the babysitters. That's lazy parenting. We still, we need human connection real human connection. We need nature and we need to move our bodies. AI can't do that for us. Mm -hmm. So there are so many perks, but it does not replace everything. Like I said, it's just a tool. So yeah, with yeah. kids, especially, I think we really need to be mindful about when they're even introduced to technology and, you know, based on how the brain develops in kids, we just need to be really mindful and provide that balance, you know, or don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I just, uh, I think it's, you're going to have a more well-developed um, child if, if you, if you do that. We also need to be aware. I think it's important that we're aware that the frontal lobe is not developed in, until we're like, what, 28, something like that. So being really, really mindful of how we're guiding our kids in using these tools and just leaving them to their own devices when their frontal lobes are not developed, especially during puberty, the decision-making part of their brain is shut down. They need guidance. They need to... Uh, have positive role models, right? Who can show them how to use these tools to be more and expand more and whatever, and also to provide some balance. And maybe there's some things that they can, you know, talk about and share and express with these tools that they wouldn't be able to do otherwise. But I think we just need, really need to pay more attention and understand. I think if people understood brain development and, and especially early childhood development and how that all works and the effects of adverse childhood experiences and all of that, I mean, ultimately my hope is that these tools help toward alleviating some of that as well. So that ultimately we can be better humans in the future and, and help address some um, effects of trauma and helping one another so that we can all come together. And one of the things that I see about this is also um, the emergence of um, like quantum physics, whereas Newtonian physics is very, very based on, on this world. The physicality of this world is very black and white and everything in its little container. Quantum physics is sort of an evolution and everything is all together, actually it's all connected. So with these tools, I think we're going to begin to see just how connected everything is. And it is my hope that it's a wake up call and um, helps to facilitate this evolution of humanity. 
so that we can be more connected and more whole and more joyful and really more of who we can be, who, who, who we're meant to be here. It, it's, we're not meant to just work nine to five and, you know, it sounds like, not. it sounds like AI is almost like the next step towards actually something that could be greater. It's, it's like we've been in this technological sort of, like you said, um, sort of trained to be on our phones, trained to, to be on our devices and, um, and disconnected from source in a lot of ways and each other, which is, which is all of the things and nature and animals. And, and so it's pretty cool to be having this conversation with you because I never thought I had no idea. And I never thought that I've never thought of AI as something that could actually assist in recreating so much of maybe what we've lost in a lot of ways. Yes. And we also need to be mindful. I want to say mindful of the dangers, but I really want really what I'd rather say is make conscious choices. Yeah. Because there are other directions that this stuff can go. I'm, I'm really not an advocate for having something installed in, in me and making decisions for me. Um, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not okay with that. So using the tools consciously in a heart-based way. Um, and if there are things that we enjoy doing, I'll, I'll give an example, I'll say, okay, so there's, there's an artist and like their whole career was, was doing whatever it was that they did, you know, with, with their design, they loved that. And with the advent of AI, they're like, I, I don't even know what to do anymore because now this thing is like doing my job for me. And this was my joy. And I feel, I feel for them because what I consider to be like maybe boring and repetitive or, or onerous in some way, that was their joy. Mm -hmm. So if it's your joy to do tasks in a certain way, stay away from it, stay away from AI or technology or, or anything that live your joy, really, ultimately live your joy with or without these tools, live your joy. <laughs> That's what I would have to say. Right? Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. If Cause we're all different. Yeah. If you don't enjoy it, if it doesn't help you, if you're not seeing it helping you, if you feel like it's taking away from you, please go elsewhere. Right. Mm -hmm. Because my, my whole thing is just increasing joy on the planet because I know what that does energetically. That's what I'm advocating. Yeah. I think it sounds pretty, pretty interesting and I'm, I'm pretty curious about it and I'm, I'm pretty, I'm excited about it in a different kind of way now. Mm -hmm. And, <clears throat> you know, like we've said throughout the show and at the beginning, when anything you know, from technology throughout the ages, there's always going to be misuse. There's always going to be abuse. There's always going to be people who want to use it to just take like the easy road and the easy road doesn't actually necessarily, um, that's not the creative mode. It's really not the aliveness mode. Um, I mean, it's, it's really not. Um, but that's that's just the way that you know humans uh, some humans are uh, on the planet and um but with you being willing to speak about it and share about it and talk about it and look at it from the other lens i think that's yeah, thank you. Thank you. 
I, I appreciate you. I appreciate having this conversation. I love talking to people about this stuff. And again, I'm not a Pollyanna, you know, if people want to, you know, come forward and, and share their, you know, their fears and concerns, I, I am absolutely willing, willing to hold space for that. Right. And yeah. eager to offer other perspectives. As yeah. Well. So, um, we'll put, uh, well, before we close out, is there anything else that you wanted to say that we didn't get to or? No, there's, there's time for everything. It feels pretty complete. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, and are people able to contact you for the customization thing that you do. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I am getting my email addresses in place so that, cause I have personal email addresses, but I'd rather keep this separate so yep. that it doesn't get lost. Cause I get a lot of email. Um, so I will share that information with you. And, um, if you want to share it in the, the, the comments when you publish the podcast, then that'd yeah. be great. Yeah, definitely. We'll put it in the description. Okay. Um, yay. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Cami. Thank you, Michelle. You're welcome. And uh, yeah, this I'm really looking forward to um to uh I don't know, just seeing what what you create and what shows up and how things spin down and learning more uh about AI. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, we'll catch you next time on another take.